Hello, everyone. Welcome back to part two of Private Parts, the podcast where nothing is off limits. I like you do your own your own special effects. Yeah, 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 wow. And you do accents. Special. What the fuck don't you do? Ah, oh, cartwheels. Is the only yeah. <laughs> is that, well, you can't do a cartwheel. Yeah, I fucking he can. doesn't. He doesn't, <laughs> doesn't pay his taxes actually. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, sorry to say it. Well, what I want to ask is, okay, for you, okay, now that you guys are touring the whole time and stuff like that, do you look back at the moment when you were at, uh, you know, when you first started gigging, and do you go, that was potentially even more fun? than it is now or is now better because normally what happens is the simplistic times are the best times I was thinking that when you were talking about driving around in your, someone's, that your mum's car or something I was like that sounds like quite an epic yeah. it's one yeah. of those things where I think in hindsight it was like at the time it was fun but we literally just listened to 2001 by, by Dr. Dre the oh, entire repeat. time in, our, in, in like <laughs> our friend's mum's car psyching yourself up and like only me and Woody could drive as well so like Kyle and Will quite happily just sat in the back like sleeping covered like, in all the gear keyboard like, and like a drum rack like that you had it all in the back like, uh, like well, so basically it, it was kind of the boot and then through the gap of the seats there between me and Will would be there and then things across like that. So it, we'd have to like slot ourselves in like a Tetris and then we'd just be like, <laughs> this is where I am for the next eight hours whilst we drive to fucking Wrexham or somewhere. Wrexham and it's just like, um, yeah. And but a magical time though, right? It, 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 it was, yeah. it, it, it was really it, fun. It was, and I, I think as well, you and know. like kind of naive in retrospect as well. That's the we best moment, no the naivety. That's it, yeah. that's it. And like, and you know, cause back then it was all, it was novelty. Like we hadn't traveled this much and we hadn't been to any yeah. of these places. And so it's the first time we'd ever traveled. And so any stage at this point was like, that's too big. And there's, there's eight people here. There's too many people. Yeah. Like seeing the first three people at the front of a gig in like Bath in a little club called Moles, Moles. seeing people singing along to songs that had only really existed on SoundCloud and yeah, live. Yeah. It was, I remember that like so vividly, but also our manager was quite tight. So we would like the, that first tour. <laughs> I remember our songs, our songs were getting, yeah, our songs were getting played, like start to get played on the radio. And mm. I remember, I think like one of our songs we were told it was gonna get played and we were really excited and listening around, but we was literally staying in our sound guy, Coop, lived in like a reclaimed building sort of squat thing. And we were mm. all on basically just I love how you teed old... that up. Like a building that was like reclaimed, <laughs> squatting. Squat, yeah. 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 He, he, he lives in a but squat. It was, an old, like, um, it was an old school. It was an old school, but so we all we all slept in different classrooms on these like dirty mattresses on the floor, like between was this, gigs. Was this in London? There was, it was, in, it was there in Birmingham. Was, there was, was 100%, it was like... 100% blood on my mattress. <laughs> Was, uh, that, was that before or after? Because we joked about it. It was like half 50 50. Yeah, yeah. Some of my blood, some of the other guys. <laughs> Did you say to him, by the way, I, just, I, I don't want to freak anyone out. There's blood all over my mattress. <laughs> and, and I'm like, yeah. I think you were too polite to mention. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Afterwards, yeah. It's like, um, I'll, he just slept around it. Sleep around it. <laughs> yeah. Around like this a ball little, of blood. Like sleep around it like a caterpillar. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I mean, that was, that was fucking weird. Being like, here's your song on Radio One. And yeah. then you're like, we're on a. So how did it all begin then? So so Dan, you 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 had a solo career that, that I mean career off. is very <laughs> generous. <laughs> that very was huge. generous. Yeah, fast and loose of, <laughs> of the words. Yeah, I'd I'd been like I'd been writing these songs, what became the sort of first few Bastille songs and stuff, and and I used to play like just me with a, a keyboard and a bunch of different instruments and a loop pedal, and um what a loop pedal requires is really good timing which, uh, I, don't, which I don't have i love how you said remember back to part one we had we jumped the queue this one's starting off had a loop pedal it's really hard yeah. <laughs> you have to it's, be so coordinated it's, to, it's, but it is hard yeah. but i also used to i used to hate being it. on stage <laughs> so much that i'd have to drink like a bottle of wine before going off and playing and like my timing is already bad enough as it is and then having to sort of like be in time with yourself and like hit this pedal <laughs> was a fucking nightmare is it like a drum is it like a drum beat almost that you have to try and play or is it way so it's like it's there's two pedals and you, you hit one and it loops you record your, a loop and then yeah. it loops that background and you have to sort of time with yourself but actually because it was this was a while ago like 
now they're way easier to use and they've got a click and all that kind of stuff and a metronome. But at the time it was just a little tiny LED light that flashed with the beat. So basically I was doing that by myself <laughs> and it was like, I kind of imagine it's like one man band just clanging. It was looking nuts. Here's Jan. Oh no, I'm like, and now he's pulled out a melodicum. Where'd those bongos come from? Yeah, it was it was ridiculous. Weird that that didn't work out actually, isn't it? Yeah, That's insane that you had that. I mean, to to probably make you blush, but that's talent. That is, that's- I mean, maybe saying- Anyway, it started with that. And you know, it was a bit lonely. So like, I, I met Woody, um, our drummer who lives like two roads down from, from me at the time. And he started playing. And so there was a while where it was like me doing the loop pedal thing and Woody drumming, but he was like having to stare at this little flashing light to try and stay in time with it, which was a fucking nightmare. Particularly, I remember playing a gig outside where the sun was so bright so that you just couldn't see the light. So it was just him, him guessing, me guessing, him. <laughs> they're like, why is that drummer staring so intensely at that guy's feet? It's not very rock It's and a really roll, interactive <laughs> like band. Yeah. <laughs> it's really interactive. It's real avant-garde yeah. slash shit. Hang um, on, hold on, sorry, two seconds. <laughs> yeah. Um, it then started to feel like, right, this should be a band. So like, that's when, like Kyle was really good mates with, with a friend of mine from uni. I actually went to the same uni, but didn't know each other. What uni was that? Leeds. Oh, I was at Leeds. Yeah, I, was at Leeds. Yeah, I, was, I did theatre and performance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Smashed it. <laughs> look, at, yeah, yeah. look at him now. I did yeah. music technology. Ah, so dude, hey, come hey, on, man. Yeah, come yeah, on, I'm with you, buddy. That's and I, I had a radio show there back in the. Um, and then I met our friend Kate through there. Then when, when I got back to London, she was like, Look, I've got a friend you need to meet. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And so we would be at like some random house parties and uh, and Kate was like, oh, this is Dan. And Dan was kind of, we got chatting. Dan was like, oh, you heard, heard you play some instruments and whatever. I was like, yeah, yeah. I've, got, well, I've got this band sort of going. I was like, oh yeah, cool. Yeah, like, you know. Yeah, sure, like, buddy. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know how to Walked use the loop pedal. <laughs> <laughs> Walked off. I was like, Kate, yeah, your friend's cool, man. Um, <laughs> Uh, and then like, and then I think it was maybe the second or third house party incident wh where we ended up on the sofa together chatting about me joining the band. It's the, like the he's next... like courting you. <laughs> yeah. it, was the, it was on the third day that he finally cracked me. Finally asked him yeah, yeah. out. Yeah. I, I, I was all his after that. And then yeah, it, the next morning we sort of woke up, well, next afternoon I woke up and um, and, I, and, and I, was like, I was like, you know what, like what's the worst that can happen? Cut to now. Are you serious? That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. That moment, literally that moment that you were like, screw it, why not? Yeah. I'll just go and do it. Yeah. Because does it happen for you guys? Obviously, like you said, it happened organically. You're suddenly going, all right, we're going to give this a shot. And then slowly by slowly, it becomes your job. When is the moment that you suddenly go, shit, we, we don't have it. This is career now. Well, basically, 2010, we got together. And then 2011, okay, the band it started. Quick. It uh, was that quick for you, because then you had the Brit Awards nomination 2014, 2013, 2014. 2013, yeah. 2014. 2013, our album came out. Yeah, I think. very beginning of 2013, yeah. That's a quick turnaround. So it was basically those three yeah, years was so. kind of like us having jobs and doing the, the music. Mm. And then I think it was when we got like, when we got signed, we were like, I don't have to build stages anymore because that's- Because I'm playing on them. Carl <laughs> used to, yeah, he used to build stages at like festivals, including Isle of Wight, and this one year, super early days, he built the stage, they, then had to climb out, get, get out of his uniform into his normal clothes. Anyway. We yeah. did a gig, and then at the end of this, at the end of the gig, he got back into, back into his, my gear. <laughs> you're lying. Like, like, no, yes. Yeah, so so, so, so uh, um, I, I think um, just, just through working like, as part of the team, 
I obviously knew all like the bookers and stuff. And I was like, look, like I'm, I'm part of a band, but like, we're actually pretty good. And I like obviously sent them the MySpace link yeah. <laughs> or some, whatever. Um, <laughs> Flashing page. <laughs> just like, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, and, um, and, and they were like, actually, yeah, pretty good. Tell you what, like, like we'll, we'll chuck you first on. I was like, this is fucking That's so nuts. Good. That's how it Guys, started. guys, I got us a gig. Um, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, guys, I got us a gig at fucking Isle of Wight. And so then, so, yeah. Um, what year was that? Uh, 11, 12? 11 or 12, yeah. Okay. yeah. And they so, said, yeah, built the stage. Then we played, and then I got back to work. Did you have to take the stage down? I, I, yeah, I did. But in between then, all these guys just, just stuck around and was like, Kyle, give me more tokens and get us a chair. <laughs> look, like, we need more chairs, get us a beanbag for the garden area. And I was like, I had to run around doing all this stuff. Oh, yeah. Dude, do, that do is Do you look nuts. at stages now that like, you go and play and you're like, they've not put Shoddy. that right. Yeah, Shoddy. Yeah, that, yeah. that is not good mason. That, that 8x4 steel deck's off. I know that. Someone grab me a podger. Um, <laughs> Mid gig, it's just really pissing you off. You're like, fuck. Dude, that, yeah. that is not, but I know we, we spoke with this wall, but the fact I didn't, now it's such a quick turnaround to suddenly go from just traveling around making music getting gigs when you can to then suddenly being nominated for brits and then suddenly being there and going like holy shit this is dude it was popping. not also also like a thing to vaguely acknowledge was there was no hype around us whatsoever so like we always had yeah. this thing we had this thing where like why i think it felt to a lot of people like we came out of nowhere was because the prospect of us and our music sort of confused people so like no one in the british media really gave a fuck mm. which is completely fine but meant that like you know loads of artists that come through there's like there are polls and there are lists and like these guys are going to be big this year like we just didn't we knew that like fans were coming and people were listening to the music and that was amazing but like we never got the pre-hype or accolades or anything like that so when it happened to us it was genuinely a like a surprise for so many reasons and suddenly then to a lot of people they're like where have they come from who are the who are yeah. these freaks but the, and, and they and, don't know that yeah. whole backstory yeah, yeah, that, totally. that you grafted for yeah. Yeah. yeah which is a probably more traditional way that bands yeah. kind of come to the yeah, exactly that, i feel yeah. like we did we sort of did the kind of diy grafting and also the sort of online world weird like not not in a calculated or intentional way, but those sort of both happened in it's parallel. the naivety it's that comes back into the mistakes actually make what happened and what makes it up. Yeah. But with you guys, I always find what like kicks off is your um, live lounge stuff. Yeah. Your live yeah. lounge stuff, man, is so... Uh, the, the one song that was, I, I swear to God, went viral was your remix of Miley Cyrus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that was really fun. That well, is... Have you, have you heard, not heard that? So, we, so, so basically, it's so, so good. Before album came out, in that period after you get signed and before your album comes out, which often if you're like can feel like an eternity. Cause you know, yeah. what feels like month, you know, I remember our first album got pushed back by like four months. And at the time we were devastated and that felt like- an, Forever. That's such a long time, but actually in, in the grand scheme of things, it's nothing. So we did two mixtapes and the whole idea of the mixtapes was taking like music from films and soundtracks and old like weird covers and songs from like the eighties and nineties and stuff and mashing them together with film quotes. So we did No Scrubs and we used the yeah. guitar riff from Angels by the XX and we, arranged this big string section mm. and then got quotes from psycho because we sort of like oh norman bates lives at home with his mum so like he's a scrub he's a scrub <laughs> scrub so we sort of like there's this weird cinematic version of of no scrubs we did with with ella air and loads of quotes from from psycho just i don't know we just it was kind of having fun with fucking around with music mm. and pop and covers and all that kind of stuff so we sort of had that already in the bag as something that we did and then when it came to live lounges we were like right what can we do to be really creative here so we're like mm. how can we tell a story and at the time Miley Cyrus, it was sort of one of her more sort of like controversial periods. The Eminem. Eminem was yeah. going for her in the press and stuff. So we basically took an Eminem song and put this Miley Cyrus song to it and then go into Achy Breaky Heart by her dad. Dad, yeah. And like incorporated like the 
like a Lion King riff because she was in the Disney, Disney. club. All of it felt like, it she, felt like logic at so, the time. But wait, dude, that is crazy. It's like a DJ that's got, got drunk at a wedding. Exactly. But that is, I mean, this, oh, this is such a dumb point, but musically that is um, insanely kind of talented, right? To, to, to see how all of these can work. To, for, from a guy who's not musical and at all, but for many, to see how all those riffs will work together I That's insane that I, you guys can can hear that and you go like this is going to work and especially I know you probably but then you're doing a life lounge which is I mean it's fucking terrifying is, yeah, which is so, so exposing scary. so yeah, exposing yeah. right yeah. we did we and did. you crushed it all of you guys it was, it's that insane oh uh, yeah I mean I think back to that time and you know we we were sort of trying to pull that all together but we're also that was the busiest time ever for us so we were probably like just we probably had like a couple of hours to pull it together and we're yeah. kind of traveling all the time and it was it was nuts but like. It's always really fun with that. I think we always try to use opportunities like that to do something weird and creative mm. and, and a bit like silly. Because basically pop music is innately simple and quite malleable. And that's yeah. why it's brilliant. And that's why it can be so, it's there for anyone that makes music in that form to like fuck around with and experiment with as much yeah. as possible. And so, yeah, like like Carl said, it's, it's really malleable because there is a simplicity to it. But it, and actually, you know, there's loads of YouTube videos of like, here's a thousand songs over the same four chords. And that's that's true, but that's not to say those songs aren't amazing yeah. just because of the simplicity. But yeah, so we found, it's kind of a rod for our own backs now, because every time we do a We've cover, set it's a like- precedent now. Um, yeah, you you now gonna, gonna, gonna go. yeah, yeah, you're now so, gonna, yeah. you then did the John Lewis advert as well. And then that was in a live lounge as well. Yeah. And that was freaking great. That was really weird, the John Lewis thing. Was it, was it? Well, just being, as in, obviously it's an institution, but we were on tour in America yeah. and they we just got a call saying, are you up for, trying to sing this song I'd never heard the original before which is mad is it John really John famous on the phone. <laughs> yeah. but is, is that a good thing I mean it's, it's a good thing to John or is it not how do you how do you how does that sit with you guys I think it was I think it was like just an interesting thing to be part of this amazing musician called Mara Carlisle she had like arranged the whole song mm. and done this orchestral version and at the time we were doing loads of orchestral gigs because it was like we went off and did this whole weird thing where we reorchestrated all of our songs. So it's, it kind of fitted in with that. But we were at the same time, we were in America touring this album that was about like, it was a concept album set over 20, like a 12 hour bender while the apocalypse is happening outside. So mm. it, to then jump into doing an orchestral version of an old song from the eighties that I'd never heard before. Sure, it was a leap, but- <laughs> I love how you said it, it was interesting. Yeah. It, was, yeah. it was interesting. I don't know, I, I, it's one of those things where like, like my nephews are obsessed with the dragon that's in that advert. Yeah. And that's probably from, you know, from their like one and three year old perspective, the only thing I've ever done that they will acknowledge or care about. And that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that made um, But But yeah, I mean, it is, it is kind of, it's kind of mad. I think it felt really detached because we did it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. In and amongst so much other stuff while we were on tour. I, I remember mm. going to a studio. I mean, the irony was I went to a studio in New York and because we have our own place and because we like often record at home, we haven't done like all the big, amazing studios of the world. Like they're all, I still feel like a competition winner when I walk in. So really? went to this like really cool studio in New York, which was up like way up a skyscraper. And in the other room, there was another artist and like his whole crew and 
let's just say that the air was, was the, the air was quite <laughs> thick with with like with weed Snoop. smoke. Is it yeah. Snoop? Yeah. Who is it? So, so like, and Willie, then I, and then I, I walked in and was like, "Hello, I'm here to record <laughs> for the John Lewis advert." And I was in with this uh, in with this engineer who was like an American guy, and it was kind of intimidatingly cool. So I'm singing this song that I don't know very well, and this engineer is there, and I'm. I sort of, I had to, I had like an hour to do it and I stopped and was like, mate, I'm really sorry. Just, I just want to give you some context because this must seem mental to you. While this like really cool rapid next door is doing whatever, like I just need to explain just so you know, I was like, there's a, so in the UK we have, there's a shop <laughs> and every year. When you break it get, down, it sounds, it sounds nuts. mental. I was like, people get really excited by the advert that they do at Christmas time. Mm. And he was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, and so we, Generally, take a song from the. Anyway, I'm just, just I'm, I'm trying, trying to explain. Yeah. Trying to explain it while stoned off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He leans yeah. back. Basically, he leans back. Yeah. Guys, can we can we lay off the weed for a bit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because this is this is just not. This um, is uh, you start to get really philosophical. I don't know about this. Sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess yeah. I mean, it was weird. I, I think like that kind of happened far enough into us having done stuff that it. I think we felt comfortable that it wouldn't like define anything. That's yeah. what I mean. I mean, so I, I suppose my question is, and I can see forgive me but the hesitation in it because something that is quite a mainstream thing to do where you guys are mainstream but you're also not so yeah. it's also it's almost challenging i feel like in our sort of last 10 years we have these moments that yeah that, like tip over into mainstream which is totally know. fair right and that's a good yeah thing. it was fun and like when pompeii was massive like no one fucking thought a song about a volcano and volcano victims with weird chanting like i think the reason it was big was because it didn't sound like anything else mm. and that cut through but like we weren't making it to be big like if we wanted to be big like you said we would have probably done whatever everyone else yeah. was doing at the time mm. and so that was kind of weird and surreal and that album sort of peaked and then you know we had uh, there's been other moments along the way other songs we've done and it is surreal to see them be so big because it's we're not we're not the kind of band where it's expected that everything we do is going to go there so we sort of like have those moments, get a bit freaked out by them. And then it's sort of like a challenge to ourselves to in and amongst all that be as, indulge all the things that we want to do, like be really odd, make a weird concept album, and then do like a choose your own adventure, experiential 3D audio play to go with it. Like just yeah, be it's... like lean into the, like the fun, pretentious yeah, 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 collaborative yeah. stuff Stay that we can do. Staying true to what you like, like love the, doing, I guess. But then how do you, yeah, like, how do you, to... what is the secret then to staying together? to being creatively in sync. And I'm sure there's been moments that you guys have had where you've fallen out and things like yeah, that. Yeah, totally. I think I think that it's, because we've kind of all got different kind of musical backgrounds and like kind of the things that we like and the things that we grew up listening to by like friends and family and whatever are all very different. Mm. And it, it's sort of, it isn't about us kind of really being in sync. It, it, it's about us putting in because Dan's always had the kind of view of how it wants to be and yeah, the and vision like, almost of this yeah, is what, yeah yeah for sure like and kind of anchors it in you know because he writes the songs he is the, mm. he's the anchor of the stuff and then we add things that can be complementary to that and sometimes if they're not it's like right that like, doesn't fit the vibe the vibe doesn't fit in but the, just getting the right bits from each sort of person at the right sort of right time that's and hard stuff. though it's like becoming it a transformer right that you have to connect together like going yeah, back to totally. that Tetris thing you have to do that which I think would cause friction a lot of the time especially as you become more popular you know, everyone starts goes, oh shit, it's this, it's this, it's this. And you, my experience is, and it's wrong, is that greed becomes a thing as much as we do, it does, right? Like fame, success, money, whatever it is. And especially in bands when you, you have to stay a team. So staying a team is hard. And mm. the, what, what is the secret? I mean, what under is the secret? Under that pressure to like, yeah, you've, what is you've the just had a big to... success and then like there's, 
there's going to be pressure. Isn't and there there's, to, there's there's booze, there's there's again. parties, there's this, there's that, there's distractions everywhere. Yeah. I got told once that if you you have a destination, you follow your destination, you don't veer off. If you veer off any other way, you get lost, right? And it seems with you guys, you just had that destination. You've gone. This is who we are. This is what we're going to do. We're going to stay true. And we're going to stay a team together. And and I and I just the highest analogy count. I think we've done yeah. any podcast. <laughs> I think that was number seven, isn't it? Yeah. I think it is. I once got told by an old prophet just, just before he slipped off, before uh, <laughs> he died. Yeah. I just yeah. I, I suppose what I'm saying is I admire it, and I and I don't understand. And I find it hard to because I would definitely lose my way, hundred percent, especially my early. 20s. But I, I think the thing with us is like because we're relatively private and stuff. Like we've all had moments along the way, and mm. you know it's not been easy being away loads and the sort of head fuckery of so many yeah. elements of it. Like have been a lot, and and I think the amount that we took on and then never never having a stop and never breaking. I think in some ways we probably got through it because we never stopped. It's like that thing you know, at the end of a tour. There's like a cliche that you, always, you everyone gets ill because your immune system and everything's been and adrenaline's been like firing so much that as soon as you stop, yeah. everyone gets sick because your body like stops for a minute. And that first week or two after coming off a tour is just nuts. Really, your, your body doesn't know what to do. You're really? sat must, and also because on tour you're getting told what to do all the time, every single day. And so I wake up, I'll be like, I'll be sat on the sofa like, I'm starving, I need a shit. <laughs> I, I don't know. Which one is it? I don't know. I don't know what to do. Because it's like, like eat the, a burger on the, the schedules. The schedule's all there. It's, it's worked out good for oh, other musicians. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. So actually, cool. don't do that. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> True, it has. But I know what you're saying. You, you kind of get told what to do. Do you guys meditate? Do you guys, how, how do you guys keep yourself level because what well, you you can't come off stage and come off tour and then what go and watch like reruns of Jeremy Kyle like I mean what, you, what, I think uh, that that I don't know we I'm more of a loose women man <laughs> yeah, yeah I know. Jeremy Kyle well, that was a rogue no same man I just I guess I guess our way I don't know like we have always had quite a good time on tour and I guess you finish a gig at like 11 12 o'clock and then the natural thing to do is to like drink or go out or whatever mm. and I think that's sort of characterized a lot of it. Hopefully not in like a problematic way, but that's characterized a lot of it for us. And I think that's not the most healthy of coping mechanisms. Some people can get off stage and like go read a book and go to bed. And I've just, I think I we've always kind of struggled with that. It'll be interesting going back now after like a two year break to see what the vibe is. Cause I don't think- yeah. Drinking yeah. green teas and doing yeah. a bit of yoga. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Nah, yoga. you're gonna get smashed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll see. But, but I think um, I've been huge fans of you guys always, like honestly, since 2011. I've, I've had breakups to your songs. I've had makeups oh, to God, your songs. Oh God, I'm so sorry. No, I, I literally have. I broke up with an ex-girlfriend. I had to run around Parsons Green <laughs> listening. So, so it's, I'm glad it, we helped get you. Yeah, there. dude, you really fucking did, man. <laughs> but um, it's also, I suppose, when you when you meet people that you you meet the people behind the music, you always kind of hope they're going to be what they are, and just you, you, massive assholes. You're massive, <laughs> complete dickheads. <laughs> um, but it's true, and um, guy, I, you know, we take out so much of your time there. But um, I, I, you guys are incredible. I wish you all the success. Oh, thank you. In Thanks the so world. much. When are you guys touring as well? Because you, you guys are back, so, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, do you know what? It's really important as we're on, and they lead up to. We've got albums and tours and stuff that we should probably. I, I, I should know. About. Yeah, yeah. Let's plug everything. Let's that's plug big, everything. That's a big. Ali, what, what is it? Ali is at the Ali, label. Ali, come on, tell us where is it. 4th of February, new album, Give Me The Future. Oh, okay, what, do, yeah. what's it called? It's called Give Me The Future. Sick. And it's like a kind of weird sci-fi, but also hopefully good songs. <laughs> yeah, it's weird sci-fi. Um, just, yeah. It's like- Are you guys, are you, obviously you're proud of it, right? So Yeah, yeah so, so amazing. proud of it. Like it's, it's our fourth album and we kind of started it before lockdown and it's all yeah. about like escapism. So I thought it'd be interesting to look at like the different ways that we distract ourselves from yeah, our own yeah, minds. Yeah. And it became about, it became a sort of weird sci-fi 
in during the during the lockdowns so we were like fuck it if it's gonna be a sci-fi let's fully fully go there mm. so i don't know it's kind of really fun and i think it's like our most weird and adventurous album sonically but it's it's also just was really collaborative and we're not mm -hmm. normally that collaborative so we sort of worked with writers that i've met along the way when writing for other people and other producers and and you know friends that we've met along the way and and brought in loads of the elements of like we orchestrated so there's sort of, yeah just loads of other musicians and there's lots of yeah it's it's i think musically for me, like really exciting. We all have quite a good time making. You're it, not also, afraid to push those boundaries, are you? You, you. That's that's exciting. I think you. this one is is potentially of our albums like the out there the most. But but it's all kind of but equally they're all like, it's like half an hour long. It's the whole thing, and mm. it's kind of nuts what we managed to pack into. Our so, you, so you can listen to but it twice. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait. Listen, I fall but asleep. Also, yeah. <laughs> but we also wanted to write about. I say sci-fi, and it's more like it's about humanity in the context of of all the technology that we use all the time because mm. like basically real life feels like a bizarre dystopian film. Yes, doesn't it? It's like mad. so much, I know that's a cliche, but just, you know, obviously the amount that we are on our screens and on our phones and like the, the way that technology is just stitched into every single corner of life from mm -hmm. like to what you listen to and what you watch and what you read and who you meet and how you see yourself and all those things. Like, it's just kind of fascinating. So we wanted to write something that explored all those ideas and how we're constantly confronted by what the future might look like and mm -hmm. all of that stuff, but also make a really fun pop, album that was mm. like real escapism so just a bit of classic bastille there yeah <laughs> that trojan horse of like <laughs> yeah, 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 we tricked yeah, you into yeah. with some nice sounds but actually we're talking about super depressing <laughs> shit just yeah. classic bastille. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, but then like and ending and like there's a couple of points in the album where like things get a bit ridiculous in terms of like anxieties about the state of the world and then we always try and like pop that bubble and undermine it and so there's a couple of moments where it's like oi stop being a fucking worry whatever there's like, some hope in there but you got to really you got to really, 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 yeah. yeah. play but the album like backwards yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 but like life right that's it's representative of yeah. life right that's what we do we have these anxieties and actually you go come on stop worrying yeah actually, totally so yeah. there's a song in the middle of the album that's like basically the person that you're in bed with like pulling you out of your own head and being like oi stop yeah. it like love that be here be like i really shy away from this kind of language but like basically be present and enjoy what you have and the last song on the album having spent half an hour worrying about the future the last song the album someone being like oi stop it you could be dead tomorrow. Like just yeah, try yeah. and enjoy what you got. So yeah. like try to end on a sort of positive, helpful note. Sort of, sort of semi-positive. Semi semi but it's always, yeah, <laughs> it's always tinged with death and depression because it's us, <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah, you can't do that. And, but then where can we get, where can we get tickets for the tour? When does that? Oh yeah. Um, so we'll leave the link in the, the description below as well, for sure. Yeah, so we're doing like, we're doing a little tour in a couple of weeks for when the album comes out, we're going to sort of small venues around the country, which I'm really excited about. I think that's sold out. But then we're doing a kind of arena tour in like April, is it? Oh my God. Yep. I don't, we don't know. have the exact dates. So we're really organized. I'm going to be fucked up. But on the right side. Come along. Mate, a hundred percent. We're playing the O2 and a bunch of places around the country. And that should be really Sick. fun because it's yeah. it's been a while since we've done a big, big tour and we get to put on like a proper show. Yeah, and yeah. particularly if the album's like a sci-fi. Are you going to get dressed to... up in like sci-fi? Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, we got it. Yeah, 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 totally. Okay, we're in. We'll, we're in. we'll, be, we'll be in luminous bodysuits. Just you wait. I can't wait. Sure. No one will want to see it, but you can avert your eyes. It's fine. Boys, listen, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate it. What we like to at the end is uh, leave our listeners with something inspirational. Oh man! Oh no! <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. Didn't warn you about. Yeah, yeah. Did you just heard about the album that we made? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's quite yeah, hard yeah. to be inspirational. <laughs> oh, you, what something got, inspirational. Kyle? Yeah, come on, Kyle. Um, yeah, right. Okay. I was up a mountain in Guatemala. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, so, uh, um, a, a shaman visited me from um, afar. Yeah. Keep, um, keep practicing. One day you'll get cue jumping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please, can we leave it on now? <laughs> yeah, oh, you can. God. 
Listen, I think you guys have been pretty inspirational anyway. So um, I really appreciate it, guys. Uh, yeah, everyone, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. What's that volcano going on? That was my mind being blown. See, what, what I loved about those guys is they're so down to earth. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you wouldn't even necessarily be able to tell they're in a hugely successful band. Mm. You, on the other hand. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Nowhere near as successful. All you ever go on about is your success. Name one thing I talk about. Your sweet brand. It's a successful Your time suit. on Strictly. Successful. Your book. What? <laughs> gotcha. Um, yeah, no, you, you are slightly sickly, but yeah, you put up with it. <laughs> Guys, I hope you really enjoyed the episode. Um, please, please, please go and check out our Patreon page. Very simple. It's in our bio at Private Podcast on our Instagram page. No ads, extra gossip and more stuff for you to listen to. It's really fun. Um, also, our bonus episodes on a Wednesday, Alex and I sit and we just natter away, no guests, just me and him, talking about all the arguments that I've had with my fiance, pretty much. Mm, it's really good for me. I love coming here on a Monday to record it. Yeah, exactly. Just you whinging. Oh my God, you're the whinger. I'm not. I'm so tired. I, know, I wish I could drink every day of my life. Yeah. That's what I hear you saying. That's what I manifest. You just wake up in the morning and I manifest (laughs) the ability to drink every day and have no worries. All right, everybody. Have a great Friday, whatever you're doing. Um, Go and check out the Winter Olympics. Our producer, Sam, keeps talking about it. He is obsessed. He's got some weird obsession about the Winter Olympics. (laughs) He's he's wearing salopettes and nothing else. It's very (laughs) odd. (laughs) He's got fake snow on his head. (laughs) You never guess where I've been. Where, Sam? (laughs) China. What were you doing there? (laughs) Watching the Olympics. It was amazing. Um, All right, everybody, please. I hope you enjoyed the episode. We love you, as always, and we'll see you on Wednesday. If not, we'll see you on another Friday. If not, we'll see you soon. Have fun. Do you know Jamaica have actually, they've got uh, their position in the the Winter Olympics. The bobsleigh team have just qualified. Have they really? Yep. Fab. Love that. That's Sam in the background. You just heard him. Okay, Sam. Sam's honestly about to orgasm. (laughs) He's got got a huge Jamaican flag somehow. (laughs) He's pulled it out. All right, everybody, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Yeah, man. (laughs) 